Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's lift our hands again. Just invite the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. So great to be back with this church again this week. I've been feasting all week on the wonderful service that we had last Sunday. Somebody said, man, that's the two greatest services we've had. You didn't even get to preach. I can take that anyway. So since I'm a very positive person, I take that in a very positive way. But I'm glad that the Lord had his way. Several people received the Holy Ghost and I told our church Wednesday night, I preached for our home church Wednesday night, uh, you know, when these children get the Holy Ghost, uh, we're not just looking at them as they are right now, but we're looking at the years of productivity, their life, and growing up, knowing that the Lord walks with them, and the things that He keeps them from, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, so I'm thankful for that. Amen. Open your Bible to the book of St. John, chapter 5. Amen. St. John, chapter 5. Let me begin reading at verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole and whatsoever disease he had. Father, I pray today that you just let your hand touch us and move on us today in a special way. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Amazing story. I've always marveled at this story because I know that we just read about the one man that had laid at this pool for 38 years. And he said every time the waters was troubled uh, because that I could not move my body, he said nobody would stop long enough to put me in. And therefore, every time the troubling of the water, someone always stepped in ahead of me. And so for 38 years, I've been waiting on my opportunity. And his opportunity came by. Jesus just uh, 
asked him a question, Wilt thou be made whole? I'm glad he answered it in the right way. And Jesus just said unto him, Take up your bed and walk. It's amazing what the moving of the Holy Ghost does for us. We have been today seven weeks. I've watched this congregation respond to the touch of the Holy Ghost. I've watched people through the congregation as God moved on them that they would begin to weep and cry and pray. And many have received a touch from the Lord in a special way. So this morning, I just want to go back and pick up and just verify, talk to you about how God moves on us. We are flesh. We, we are just the clay in the potter's hands. But how we respond to God's touch is so important. So important. We have this morning the beautiful worship of our praise singers and musicians. And I want to tell you, this church is very blessed with music and, and singing. Uh, so, so blessed with talent. And I know you're thankful for that. And every Sunday that I've been here, I said, man, what great talent. And I've wondered which song is going to move us today. Which one's going to be the trigger that starts the moving of the Spirit? And the truth of the matter is, we could sing a hundred songs, but if you're not willing to receive that, then it just floats through the air somewhere. But somewhere along the way in every service, there's just that certain something that moves us. The song moves us. The worship moves us. Uh, maybe just looking over at someone else and seeing them worship, it's kind of contagious. And uh, all of a sudden you see somebody worshiping the Lord and somebody else will start worshiping the Lord. So it's important to us as saints of God that we be easily touched and easily moved because we're living in a day of hardening when life is hard and jobs are hard and families are difficult. And I talked to a family this week and and uh, they had a death in their family and, and there's a lot of members of that family because of of multiple marriages and she said oh brother edward you don't understand but we have a blending family i almost said it but i'm glad i didn't i started to say you meant a colliding family it's difficult because we allow people to influence us when we get to church, a couple come to church and they got out of the parking lot and he slammed the door and left her with the kids and it was raining and he just walked right on in and sat right down on the front row and we started singing and he started worshiping and praising and she was just not in that mood. And after church, she began to tell me and said, uh, it's kind of comical, but he said, 
he just walked right in and she said, we fussed and fought all the way to church and just sat on the front row and worshiping and praising God. And he said, but you don't understand. I'm not mad at God. I'm not mad at God. But I promise you when she got through with him that day, (laughs) sometimes we're not mad at God, but we allow people to influence us on how we worship the Lord. And I want to tell you this morning, I'm not mad at God. And I'm not mad at you. And I'm not mad at anybody in this church. So when God starts moving... Woo! That's it. When God starts moving, when the Holy Ghost starts moving, we're easily touched. And we're, we're easily moved in the Spirit. I've watched people come to church that you just let the slightest little ripple start and man, they're up and they're going. Some of us, we have to sing the song a hundred times. And then we fuss about it. We Well, we sung the fuzz off of that song. But we're waiting on the moving. The pool of Bethesda was, was such an important part. And, and it said the angel came from heaven only once a year and troubled the water. And all around the pool with the five porches on each one, uh, it said there was... All kinds of people. There was the halt, the cripple, and the blind, and the diseased, and and you name it. And, and they were all around that pool. But when the water was troubled, you had to have uh, enough strength in you uh, to get in. And the first one in got healed. There was nobody that was considerate of anybody else because everybody was saying, I want to get in first. The moving of the Spirit does various things to a lot of people. I've often wondered after the flood, when Noah got through with the ark and uh, he, he got in with his family, suddenly the animals just began to come. They opened the door and, and here they come. I don't read in the Bible where there was a strong wind or an earthquake or a loud voice or anything. It was just timing. The timing was right. And when the ark was finished and the door was open, the timing was right. And here they come two by two and they just march right on in the ark. I want to tell someone here this morning that in order to get to God, you better get the timing right. Because I'm here to tell you that it's not every time that you come to church that you feel the tugging on your heartstring. It's not every time you sit in a service that the conditions are right and the songs are right and the sermon is right and someone you're sitting by is praying for you. But every now and then it's like the pool of Bethesda. It's that gentle flowing of the Spirit. I don't know how you feel about the conditions that need to take place before you give your heart to God. If you're waiting on the running of the aisles, if you're waiting on uh, a, a, a message 
from me if you're waiting on a service like last Sunday. I don't know what it takes to move you. I just know that when God starts moving, you better take down the umbrella. When God starts moving, you better start saying, here I am, Lord. You know why? Because uh, somebody else is wanting to get in your place. Somebody else is waiting to step right in and saying, here I am. Move on me. Hunger drives people. Hunger forces people to do things that ordinarily they would not do. And, you know, we don't know much about physical hunger. And thank God that we don't. But I've looked at pictures and read stories that physical hunger drives you to things that you would never dream about doing. When your children are starving to death, when there's not enough food to go around, when there's just barely enough, then suddenly it moves us and it motivates us to do something we ordinarily would not do. But the Scripture says, "...they that hunger and thirst after righteousness..." I love the last part of that, shall be filled. Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are fed. Come and dine. Come and dine. Come and dine. Come and dine. Hallelujah. Oh, this week I've been praying. I've been asking God. I said, God, every Sunday I've stood in that pulpit and I've watched you move on people, but... I want to tell someone here this morning that today is your day. Jesus has the perfect atmosphere for you. The songs have been right. The service have been right. And God's moving and God's presence is felt in this building. And I want to tell you something. You can never exhaust the grace of God. Can never exhaust the grace of God. Where people have come to this altar and had their sins forgiven. I promise you that God's blood is as powerful that it's ever been. I promise you this morning that the grace of God that passes all understanding is in this building today. And the timing is right. And the day is right. And the songs are right. And the message is right. And God came here this morning to tell you that the waters are troubled and you need to step in. You need to step in. Hallelujah. Praise God. God moves on us, sometimes in the slightest way. The easiest tug, and we're there. It's amazing. Through the Bible, I just went through just a little bit today, and I found out what moved men. What moved men? Elijah said, look, it's about a cloud the size of a man's hand. And brother, when the uh, servant came back and said, he said, what do you see? He said, I, I see a cloud. It's a small one. If you just hold up your hand, he didn't even give his servant time to stop explaining what it was. The Bible says he jumped up and he said, this is what I've been waiting for. 
And when he said, this is what I've been waiting for, the small cloud become a giant cloud. And the thunder flashed. And three and a half years of drought was broken in an instant because God moved. Woo! God moved. I want to tell you something. Uh, brother, when the, dr- when the drought starts breaking, uh, I don't know what you're waiting on. I said, I don't know what you're waiting on. I see a moving of the Spirit. Man, if I, if I needed God in this building this morning and I saw somebody standing up uh, and it was just a small little move of God, if I needed Him, all of a sudden that little hand uh, that was covering up uh, became a giant thunderburst uh, and the heavens whoo the heavens opened up uh, and rain began to pour down uh, but let me tell you something you got to move you got to move you got to move whoo so what do you see well, <laughs> I don't see Jezebel's uh, prophets coming after you. I don't see the time that I preached the other day of him lying under the June. I don't see that. What do you see? He said, all of a sudden, I, I just see a slight little break here. Man, I've been praying about some things. And when we can see just the smallest little hint that something's giving. Woo! My God. I'm telling somebody this morning that God may not let the dam burst open, but He's giving you a small little hint that something's about to happen in your prayer life. He... He's giving you a small little hint uh, that I see something, uh, I I see something up in the heavens. Uh, My God, uh, I see something right over here about uh, the size of a man's hand and and God is saying, uh, what does it take to move you? What does it take to move you? Woo! Dear God, that's it, my Lord and my God. what does it take? Woo! Move! Move! It's time to move! The cloud's about to break. It's time to move! Woo! My God, my God, my God, my God! Hallelujah! I'm not going to get through with this, I can tell you right now. But let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost spoke to me and he said, If you're easily moved, the answer's on the way. He sent me here this morning with a message to you that you've waited long enough. The message for you this morning is... Take away all the barriers. 
Let me just speak to the one person here this morning. Suddenly, the thing that moved Gideon, you may be seated. The thing that moved Gideon, are you ready? The thieves would come down out of the hills at harvest time and steal the harvest. And that happened season after season after season. So suddenly, Gideon said, I've had enough of that. <laughs> wow. God didn't tap him on the shoulder and said, get out there because they're coming back. Suddenly, Gideon just said, I've had enough of the enemy stealing what God has provided me with. You didn't get it. But what happens is sometimes as a church, as a saint of God, you just got to say, I've had enough. I've had enough of the devil stealing what God promised me with. I've had enough. I've had enough of the devil coming in and taking what God has given to me. So you know what? Because I've had enough, I'm going to move. Woo! I said because I've had enough, I'm going to move. Is there anybody here this morning that's had enough? You've had enough of sorrow. You've had enough of heartache. You've had enough of... Woo! You've had enough of the devil stealing what God has promised to you. When God gets ready, you gotta move. You gotta throw up both hands and you gotta say the moving and the troubling of the water. Oh, hallelujah. The wind is blowing. The wind is blowing. The wind is blowing. Gideon said, because I've had enough. You may be seated. So many people are waiting for that supernatural that has not come yet. But when you can say to the devil, Hoss, you done walked up the wrong side of me. Woo! I want to tell you the meekest man or woman in this building. You let somebody pick on your child or your grandchild. And suddenly, you stand up and you say, I've had enough of this. If you come one step closer, the wrath of grandpa gonna come on you. I want to tell you something. If you don't want to fight mama bear, don't mess with the cubs. And I want to tell the devil something this morning. If you don't want to fight this church, don't start messing with the cubs. Don't start messing with our new converts. Because when you do, What moved Gideon? I've had enough of this. 
What moved Gideon? You stole my last crop. What moved Gideon? My family's hungry. What moved Gideon was he stepped out and he said, I've had enough of this. And when he did, he stepped out and the angel of the Lord said, Oh, thou mighty man of valor. I want to tell you, God, God can take the meekest, most humble person in this building. And when the Holy Ghost moves on you, you can step out and say, wait just a minute. You're not taking what God promised me. God promised me my family. God promised me my healing. God promised me prosperity. And you know what? I'm moving this morning. I'm moving on the promises of God. Oh, hallelujah. I got to quit, but I want just a little bit more. You may be seated. The thing that moves us. Two things. Faith moves us. He said, if it's about the size of a mustard seed, faith says, be cast into the sea and it shall be done. Faith, without it, no man can please God. Faith, without it, you wouldn't be here this morning. Faith, without some of that dripping on us just a little bit, Suddenly it says, I believe I can do this. I believe God's going to honor this. And faith moves us. But when faith don't work, force moves us. To people in this building this morning that need God in your life, you hear me. Force moves us. Brother, when Absalom dwelt two years in Jerusalem, and David said, I want to see you. And Absalom ignored the invitation for two years. Suddenly he said, there's a barley field over here. I want you to set that barley field on fire. And brother, when the barley field burned, the next thing David knew was Absalom was standing there saying, yes, sir, what did you need? We've been seven Sundays and yet you're not saved. You've been years I've listened to this good pastor reach, but yet you're not saved. And if faith can't move you, I'm going to tell you what will. When God burns your fields, when God burns the barley fields, and when faith can't touch you and faith can't move you and prayer won't move you, 
and prayers have been going up for you and God suddenly looks down over this congregation and he says, you're going to move. You're going to move. All of a sudden our heart begins to beat like yours is beating this morning. You don't need a defibrillator. You need to walk down this aisle. You don't need a pacemaker. You need to walk down this aisle. You don't, you don't need for trouble to come knocking on your door. You need to yield to the gentle touch of the Holy Ghost and give your heart to God. You don't need this morning a rain to come upon you. You need a gentle touch of God to move you. And when faith can't move you, God says the force. And he starts moving us. And don't you think you're stronger than God? Don't you think you can't outdo God? Don't you think that you can come to church every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday? Message after message and the heart gets harder and harder and harder. But wait, God promised somebody in this building that he's going to save you. Boy, I'm preaching a prophecy right now. Dear God, I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost. As much as you're resisting, God has promised somebody in this building that you're going to be saved. And so if God can't move you by faith, God's going to move you by force. And when the force and the wind of God starts blowing, stand with me right now. Hmm. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Here's what the book says. And when I quote you this scripture, you better start moving. Here's what the book says. If you fall on the rock, you will be broken. You better start getting ready to come to this altar. So let me tell you what's going to happen to you next. If you fall on the rock and you come and give your heart to God, you'll be broken. But if the rock falls on you, you will be crushed to powder step out where you are right now quickly quickly every sinner in the building ought to be coming right now every sinner in the building ought to be coming every backslider in this building ought to be coming to God right now come on come on every every backslider in this building needs to be coming to God right now come on hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up don't stand back there don't be quiet if the rock falls on you If the rock falls on you, you will be crushed to powder. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Come on. They're coming all over the building. That's it.